There's a new podcast app that delivers chilling true crime stories straight to your mobile device. Every day they release a new episode that investigate the gruesome true acts of America's worst serial killers, and you can explore into the minds of psychopaths and murderers. To get started, find and download Murder Minute from the App Store or visit MurderMinute.com. That's M-U-R-D-E-R-M-I-N-U-T-E.com to get your daily dose of true crime creepiness delivered straight to your mobile device. It's a good show. And we're recording. Hey, hey. Uh, it's been a while. I know, I know. I, the last, literally the last time we talked, I think was... Three weeks ago? A, a month. You said, I'm having this surgery in a month. Yeah. Well, here we go. Guess here what happened yesterday? I did it. You had I your surgery. did it. After I all this it. talk. Yeah. It's done. And? Well, you're talking to me the day after and you say day after totally normal. I feel totally almost normal. Um, a little stuffy and a little bit like I can feel the stuff up in my sinus cavity, the, um, sponges, but so, yeah. So wait, there's sponges in your, yeah, I'll explain. So they don't do the packing. Like a lot of people on the internet have been saying like, Oh, you have like the tampons in your nose. And once they take the packing out, you'll feel so much better. They don't do that anymore. Right. They have this new thing that they do, which is it's like a sponge and it dissolves. It's like, it's, it's like made of a cellulose, some sort of like plant-based material, cellulose sponge. Whoa. It soaks up the blood and helps you to clot. And then it kind of dissolves mm. and you flush it out with neti potting. And then at your week checkup, whatever still remains in there, he just sucks out and then it's gone. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's so gross. But anyway, I don't find that gross at all. I find that amazing. fascinating. I had, I had some blood clots today that were super gnarly, super you didn't gnarly. Photograph. I didn't. And Mark was like, I actually, my producer from my new talk show, which we haven't even talked since no, I got we'll my, talk that about was that announced. Next. We'll talk about that next. Obviously, guys, this was the job I've been talking about for months that I yeah, knew yeah. was happening, yeah. if you listen to the pod. Um, but anyway, so, uh, okay, so just to describe to you guys what, what I did, I went to see Dr. Walgama at Cedars. Um, let's start, let's go back to the reason this all started. Well, I've had chronic, Just to recap. Yeah, to recap, I've had chronic sinus infections since I was 21. I was hospitalized in Wilmington, North Carolina when I was on Dawson's Creek for, <laughs> I was hospitalized a couple times, <laughs> but, but one time was for this like massive sinus infection that I had. I just have tricky sinuses. I have really bad sinuses. <laughs> I have tricky sinuses. I do. They're just like, they're not. Tricky. They're tricky. They just, they don't drain properly. They have like really small openings. They're just like, and especially my upper and back sinuses, yeah. my sphenoidal, and then the sinuses that are sort of like essentially right above your eyes yeah. are, have, are really tricky for me. Right. So, <laughs> so I've been battling this ongoing sinus thing for well over for like almost 20 years. I was, I mean, like I'm not, I'm 38, but, but you know, like a long, long fucking time. And mm-hmm. my ENT, Dr. Sugarman for years has been telling me that we need to think about surgery. We need to refer you to the sinus surgeon. And it was like, the timing was always such. It's like, I either had just had, like I had just had birdie mm-hmm. and I didn't want to have surgery. Cause I had like an infant, and then the last time I had just had cricket. And then remember over the summer when I was 
in Boston and I had that massive sinus infection and I went to the doctor at Harvard and he was like, looked at, did a CAT scan for me in the office. And he was like, you need sinus surgery. He's like, I, I don't even understand what's happening here. This Did you insane. see the CAT scan too? Did he oh, I've point seen all the everything? CAT scans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, like, you should have, it should be like a lot of empty space. It should be a lot of black holes Just where your sinuses caves. are. Giant caves. Um, and then if you have an infection, you'd see like a little tiny bit of gray at the bottom of the sinus or oh. a little bit, you know, like whatever. Mine are com- were completely gray. <laughs> There's no, there was no room for even, there were like just tiny little specks of black. Um, and, and that was like when I was essentially not sick. So it was like when I was sick, it was even worse. So it was just sort of like living with this. blocked these blocked sinus passages um forever and then i think it's it has just been getting progressively sort of worse over the years the inflammation and stuff because it's just tissue it's just inflamed tissue sure maybe some like polyps in there whatever that they go in and in little he said micro bone fragments sounds cool so it wasn't polypy it's just swollen Swollen inflamed shut yeah and and i didn't just you know because a lot of people have had similar surgeries or different kinds of surgery. Mm-hmm. I had no turbinoid problems and I had no deviated septum problems. What's turbinoid? I, know I don't know. It's, that's is. lower sinus okay. issues. And that prevents people from breathing at night or they have get sleep apnea and stuff and like that. And- yeah. So I didn't have those issues. So like sometimes I think when people have, I think deviated septum is real, can be very painful um, cause they have to go in and I think they stitch it. I don't know. I feel like they break your, it doesn't sound good. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Cause I don't have that. And, and I didn't have, my dad had that turbinoid surgery and I know he was in a lot of pain <sighs> after it, but my doctor was like, look, we're going to go in there. They do this cat scan. So then, so then he put me, Dr. Walgama put me on 10 days of pretty intense steroids. Do you remember that? Yeah. And, uh, I think that was the last time we talked Yeah. and, and, I didn't start to feel relief until like day six of the steroids. And then by day 10, I was feeling like pretty much better. Um, and then a week later I went back and got another cat scan and it was still like, still was like, he was like, if this was your, was, if you were coming to me having not done the steroid treatment and this was your cat scan, I would still recommend surgery. He's like, Did that's you how see bad any it is. difference at all? Yeah, there was a little bit of difference. It had like, it had definitely, this swelling had decreased a little bit. And mm-hmm. there was like a little bit more, like what were essentially like little black specks were then like a, like little tiny black holes instead. <laughs> but not like what they should be, like not the cavities, that, the open yeah. cavities that they yeah, should yeah. be. So when he said that, he was like, honestly, if you came in here today and this was your CAT scan... Having not not seen the previous CAT scan, if this was just where you were, I would I would recommend surgery, <sighs> and that was after this ten days thing. So, sort of felt like, and I talked to so many people who have all said the same thing, which is like, it's scary to have surgery. Sure. I'm I'm the scared scaredest of surgery. <laughs> Um, but like, ulti- I'm the scaredest of surgery. <laughs> I am but, too. I don't think anyone is looks forward to going into surgery. I don't know. Some people get like some people get like addicted to plastic surgery. The plastic surgery people like have it. no problem with it. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, I truthfully really want to get a tummy tuck because my <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm 
Steve just starts quietly laughing at me. Well, I am very fit, you know, but I gained a lot of weight with both my kids and my stomach is just like stretched out Uh and there's nothing you can do about that. You just, the only way I've tried like lasers and all that other shit, the only way you get rid of that loose skin is to have it cut out. Plus... I had that thing. Does that scar? Because they, they have, have to cut scar. it out and then sew it together. Scar. It's like they give you like the bikini line scar. Oh, okay. So hopefully it doesn't really show. But wait, I have that thing that could get fixed where my stomach muscles never came back together after a pregnancy. What is that called? Hold on. I'm going to look it up. Um, your oh, stomach muscles, gosh. my stomach muscles split apart from my giant pregnancy belly. Yeah, yeah. Um. Wait, stomach. What should I do? Like your nail stomach. polish. Thank you. Muscles. Pregnancy. Pregnancy muscle split. Split. It's called something very specific. What is it called? Split stomach muscles in pregnancy. Separated di- di- diastasis. Diastasis. Wow. Right. Never heard of it. So I have diastasis in my stomach. And they never came back together. They we will never come back together without surgery. Some people say which, that you like can, but I don't believe Which, like, your abs or which Yeah, muscles? like, okay, like, you know, like, straight down. Yep. Like how you have a six-pack. Yep. <laughs> hypothetically. Someone would. <laughs> some people do. Some people do. Yeah. That line down the middle, mm-hmm. if you, some women in pregnancy, that muscle right there splits, like, like, tears. Basically, it tears apart <sighs> to make room for the baby. Yeah, yeah. And then it never comes back together and you have like essentially it's like a hole in between those two muscles right so you can never get i don't know some people it doesn't they just have that for i could possibly have that for the rest of my life and it won't be that big of a deal sure but um i do i would like to get rid of like the extra skin i don't know though man after <sighs> surgery is so scary being put under and like how long was the surgery two hours but you don't know because you're i was out what prop for all? They give you pro, propanol. Is propanol that what it's called? Before you go to sleep. Pro, no, propanol makes you go to sleep. They usually give you a pre-op drug that yeah, like relaxes yeah, you. Yeah, he gave me the. He's like, here comes your glass of wine. That this makes it goofy. Guy. Yeah, he's like, here's your glass of wine, <laughs> and I was like, cool. And then and I was there's like, no video. Mark, that you didn't videotape this. Well, no, you, he couldn't. I was already in the OR. I um, had to be intubated. They've given it to me dude. in my room before they take me off, and I'm. No, goofing I, around. but they intubated me. That's the tube down my throat to breathe. Right, they like yeah, had yeah. me on a breathing thing for the. And you said when we texted last night, you didn't know they were going to do that. I didn't know until that morning when they told me. I, I said I that's like, probably best. That is very, very <laughs> scary. But also since, you know, maybe you don't know this, but I was on ER for a year and a sure, half. Yeah. I really thought that I could intubate people <laughs> because. <laughs> because because the medical tech guy taught me how to do it. And then it was like my job a lot in the ER to do it. Like my, my doctor hope hopes job was to intubate, you know? And so I would, I would pretend to do it on these. Were you on when Linda Cardellini was on? Of course. Oh my God. You've been on two shows with her. I know. Um, um to, you know, I was up for the Linda Cardellini's part on ER and I didn't get it. Oh no. It was between me and Linda. That's so funny. Well, they wanted Linda, but then it looked like her deal wasn't going to work out. And so literally... Mark, were we dating? Yeah, we were. We had just started dating, right? Yeah. No, no, no. No, no, no. When I didn't get the part, the Linda part. 
No, we weren't. No, we weren't. That's right. Because that was years before. Yeah. But oh, anyway, so it, like, so it looked like her deal, we had the same agent and it looked like Linda's deal wasn't going to work out. Like they were far apart on money or stuff, some shit. I don't know. And they called and like the, the part like, ha- like was going to start working the next day. And my agent was like, we just want to make sure that you're available. Like it might. We, it might come to us tonight. You might like, shit. yes, you might find out tonight. And then I hate start. That shit. And I had auditioned for John Wells and for those guys like five times for that part. And, uh, I was super excited. I thought I was going to get it. And then I knew it was li- I, cause I knew, cause I knew the whole thing. Cause we had the same agents. I knew that they wanted Linda, but then I thought her deal wasn't going to work out. And then I thought I was going to get it. And then her, they worked out her deal and they called me at like eight at night they're like we're so sorry it's not gonna it's not going our and way it wasn't for a few more years till they brought you in well it was so great i didn't audition for the part on er the second time john wells had said like when i when that happened when that all went down with the nurse part that obviously i didn't get um oh and then they and then linda's they dyed linda's hair blonde and i was like are you fucking kidding me i was so i remembered oh my it God, wasn't like yeah Like, this is the thing, like, about being an actor. I mean, for me, at least. Like, I don't get jealous of other people, but I do, like, it hurts, you know? Like, and Linda's obviously, like, such a good friend of mine and such an amazing actress. So it wasn't like, they always wanted her for the part, but then when they dyed her hair blonde, I was, like, a little bit insulted. You know what I mean? I felt like it was, like... Do you know I dressed as Linda Cardellini for Halloween one year? (laughs) As what? From ER? No, from Freaks. You did? Yeah, I had a long brown wig and an army jacket. (laughs) That's ridiculous. It's all I can find in my house. Weird. (laughs) Truly, truly bizarre. But anyway, and so then John, but then I guess John Wells was like, but we love busy and we want to, we'll find something for her in the future. We promise, which like a lot of people say that shit. You hear it every, oh my God. Every time you don't, every time you're like, or every time you're like super close on a job and you don't get it, you know, they're like, well, we love her. We're going to find something for her. And then, but like literally cut to four years later, I was doing Pilates with my friend Jennifer and the phone rang and it was my agent, my manager. I was like, I'm not up for any jobs. And they're like, no, we know, but you just, they're offering you ER season 12 or whatever it was season 12 or season 13. And um, that show ran for forever. It was forever. Yeah. And so I went on and did it, but I really did think I could intubate people, but I, but because I knew a lot about intubation, intubation is really scary because there's like a lot of, um, possibility for injury. Like you can really, you can injure people's vocal cords. You can injure their throat. Maybe that's more in like an emergency room setting where you're like trying to do it fast. Is it just a hard plastic tube? Yeah. Well, they use this metal thing to kind of like, like a speculum kind of to open your throat and then you have to get it down the right airway right so that's like the do you, you like how much knowledge the, i have the lungs and not the stomach that's right that is correct but you can okay so today my throat is sore sure yeah and like i was eating i really wanted a turkey sandwich from larchmont wine and cheese for lunch <sighs> so fucking good so we went down there and i got one and like after like two bites i was like oh god i can't do this anymore Ugh. like it was like the bread was too much on my throat you think they'd find with technology these days, they'd find a way to like have a better intubation. intubation. I don't know. I think it works. So I don't think they fuck with it. Would you know how to do a trach on somebody if you had to? No fucking way. Puncture their. (laughs) I mean, uh, I understand hypothetically. That's so gross. So anyway, so. Tracheotomy. So I go. So anyway, so he explains the procedure to me. So basically they use the CAT scan and it's all done like 
electronically, basically. Oh, I wish we had a photo of your cat scan. I could get one from him. I'm going to see him next week, and you can oh, put get it one. That would be awesome. Um, can we wait, do? I have one. Can we do a side by side? Uh, yeah. We, when you get your well, new one, my next one. But wait, I have one from when it was super blocked. Steve, here I'll show uh, you. Text it to me. I will. Oh no, I went back to 2008. Jesus, in my pictures. Um, <laughs> that's not going to work. So, so here's the here's what he explained to me. So it's all done electronically. They go up in there. He cleans out. He removes all the tissue and the minute the bone fragments and things that um, are blocking my upper sinuses. And because mine is mostly like upper sinus, it wasn't. It's not the same kind of thing that a lot of other people have experienced or were telling me about, like where they have the to- like intense Mine's usually in the stuffiness and pain after. I'm just talking about the surgery oh, the sur- from people yeah, yeah. that I've heard that reached out to me who've had the surgery. Um, and then they do, instead of, instead of packing it with like hard tampon or cotton packing, like they used to do now they use this like cellulose, cellulose, uh, sponge type thing. And it like dissolves over the course of a few days. And you, that's amazing. So like starting this morning, I had to start flushing my sinuses with using it just a traditional so that's probably pot. why you sound stuffy is because you, you're still stuffed up there. with sponge yeah 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 it's still up there it's stuffed with sponge so they so they um yeah so they uh i i neti potted this morning uh, and some real chunky blood gunk came out of my nose did you notice it other than the junk that came out, was it a lot easier to net? Because sometimes if I'm really stuffy, mm-hmm. the neti pot, the water doesn't always go through as easily. Well, I mean, it hasn't, it, I, I don't feel like I'm clear yet. I'm supposed to neti pot today four times. I'm supposed to do two to four times every day for a week. <laughs> so I'm done twice. I'll do one after you leave. <laughs> yeah. And then, where are my sinus pictures? Um, but... Yeah, so he did. So the surgery was like two hours. Okay, here are my sinuses. Do you see? Oh my god, these are great. Yeah, it's totally blocked. See that that right there? That's like just gray. Oh, that gray. Yeah, this is That's one side. This is it's all. But this oh, is supposed right to be black. One is good. Wait, <laughs> no, the bottom right is okay. Busy. Holy shit. So this is all blocked here. 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 And then all up here is all blocked. And it's been that way for years. It's been that way for a long time. Busy. That's insane. Yeah, I know. Send I know. me that. I'm going to. Um, oh, Jesus, dude. It's a, it was crazy. So anyway, so yeah, so he went, uh, he, I got put under. Well, let's start from the, you went to the hospital in the morning. 6.30 yesterday morning. Yeah. Checked in. Went up. Got my little gown on. Uh, I was waiting. I don't know. They came in and gave me my IV. Um, the anesthesiologist and the the attending and the resident anesthesiologist came and yep. talked to me. Was this at Cedars? Yeah, they yeah. were super nice. There was a baby in there, like in the pre-op waiting area, like where people are pre-anesthesia waiting area. You and I it. was like, if there's a baby here and that baby has to get surgery, I'm fine. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like I was like I scared, but then that. I was yeah. just like, that little baby's about to get something done. I gotta suck it up. Yeah. Um, but then I was getting upset about the baby and then the nurse was like, 
no, it's not critical in here. This is not a critical section. So I was like, so what's the baby here for? And she's like, probably like tubes in the ears or tonsils. I was like, oh, good, good. The baby's fine. (laughs) The nurse is like, that's that's my daughter. No, I was really worried about it. Um, So then Dr. Walgama came in and talked to me. Um, Said I was going to be great. I'm like, okay. They put these little like socks sleeves on my legs that like they like compression compress compress you while you're to prevent to try to prevent blood clots um blood clots are fucking terrifying i have a story after my surgery just wait so um i know so (laughs) then they let mark come in and say goodbye to me goodbye (laughs) or whatever like or like hopefully a a temporary couple hours surgery i gave him my purse and my phone and then they took me in. It's been nice knowing you. They took me in around eight twenty, and I guess at eight fifty, the nurse, the nurses, like, are really good. They like texted Mark at eight fifty, like, start starting the surgery now. So I was wow. out by eight fifty. Obviously, um, they started the surgery at eight fifty, and I was done in two hours. Like around was Mark 11, there the whole time, or does he go run he, errands? No, he was waiting at Cedars. I think he was just like nervous and waiting in the waiting room and uh yeah and i mean i remember i like barely remember anything like the i remember the guy is like okay here's your shot of the two glasses of wine and i was talking to the resident woman the other anesthesiologist Mm -hmm. and i kind of looked at the clock and i like looked at her and then (laughs) that was it and then i woke and then i woke up (laughs) and i feel like my wake up was okay I like came to, there's a really nice nurse who I hadn't seen before and she was standing there and she was like, you're done. You're all done. I was like, can I have water? She's like, let me get you ice chips. Yeah. And she got me ice chips. I was eating those and then Mark showed up and I was like, do I go now? (laughs) Like, uh, yeah, you need to, you need to pee before you can go. And you're just throwing thumbs up all over the place. And so then I like went to the bathroom and I peed. And are you then, in a wheelchair at this point or are you walking around? No, they had to, it was like, she was on one side of me and Mark was on the other. They walked me to the bathroom and I peed. Why do they, they always make you pee before you leave the hospital? Just make sure everything's working, yeah, I guess. Oh, maybe. Oh, it was weird. So I, I mean, that was a requirement. They asked me. She was maybe like, you're you not aware of how much you have to pee because you're drugged up and maybe. you've been on a lot of IVs. Right. Maybe. Yeah. So then they, I came back. They like got me dressed. They brought the, the wheelchair. It's so <laughs> funny in that wheelchair. My nose started bleeding, like just blood, like dripping slowly out of my nose. So they put, she was like, we got to give you a gauze mustache for the ride home. Yeah, it's funny. So she like taped that piece of gauze across my face. She's like, you look awesome. I was like, thanks. Gave her the thumbs up. I feel like if I remember right, it matched your sweats. It like all matched. It yeah. was a ridiculous outfit. Like my Adidas snap away. <laughs> Fans like giant Ugg boots from like when Uggs first yeah, came yeah. out. Like I've like haven't maroon bu- Uggs, right? No, they were white, but they're like beige. Oh, they're literally from like Dawson's Creek era. They're like from when Uggs first made the scene. Um, I had Uggs. They're great for surgery, guys. They're Turns great. Out. Honestly, I'm kind of bummed that like they just became taken over by women because I fucking love Ugg boots. They used to be. I think for you surfers. Could rock. They were started yeah, by surfers. Right. I think you could rock right in Australia. 
I do have like slip-ons, UGG slip-ons, which I are nice. I think you could rock them, Steve. Thanks. But um, <laughs> I was throwing a lot of thumbs up. I had a, I was still on the drugs. They gave me an oxycodone. That's which you hell. didn't take? I did. I came home and like passed out, kind of sitting up. And then, <laughs> and then I slept on and off most of the day yesterday, kind of. And then I woke up. I felt very clear. The kids were home. I like hung out with Cricket. Ileana, our nanny, made rice and beans. I ate that for dinner. Yeah, rice and beans. She makes the best. Are you breathing fine through your nose? Yeah, it's a little stuffy. It's, it's just like gunk in there. Um, sleep last night wasn't great. I didn't take another. I don't like taking things like oxycodone. And I have pill issues. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, we know that. We both do. Um, it freaks me out. <laughs> so I took Tylenol. I just took yeah. a Tylenol. And CBD? Then, take any CBD? I didn't take any CBD, although I have that CBD tincture now that Lord Jones just came out with a pure CBD tincture. Pure? Yeah. Oh, wow. I think I'm going to try it. I got some at my dispensary, but it's got THC in it. But my uh, my doctor, when I fucked up my back, gave me um, hands down the best back ache muscle cream I've ever had. It's pure CBD. It is so strong. I um, I want to get I'll it for find my a photo of you. Arthritis. It it works better than anything Where'd I've you ever get used. It? At I, the dispensary? At my no, at my doctor. She gave it to me, but you can get it online. I oh, think really? I texted oh, wait. No, I texted some to my friend Adam. Because my mom's been using my I've been sending her C B D cream for her arthritis for her hands and she loves it. This it's so good. Oh, here. I texted you a, a photo of it. Oh, CBD clinic. Wow. You have to get it through the mail. Professional series level five. She said, make sure you get two, 200 milligrams. It's got 200 milligrams in it. It looks like it says 2000. Or maybe it's 2000. Maybe she said I don't 10. know. That's crazy. Um, a photo. I used a little ice pack on my forehead last night. Oh, and then I, okay. And then back, back to fucking complications. I woke, I woke up from my one nap yesterday and my, my left knee was swollen. Like, fuck. Why is my, why is my leg swollen? There was clearly fluid in my leg. And I was like, do I do anything? What do I do? And then I was like, what if I have a blood clot? What the chances I talked to Dr. Walgama on the phone last night. He's like, I mean, truly you would be like the only person in the history of a two hour sinus surgery to get a blood clot. But like, I can't tell you not to go to the hospital because what if you're like one in a million? So, and we didn't know why my leg would be swollen. We were like, trying. he's like, did you hit your leg? I'm like, I don't think so. Like, I don't know why my knee is swollen. Compression socks, maybe. I fucking don't know, Steve, but like the concern about getting a blood clot after anesthesia, you know, is like a thing. Right. So, um, anyway, I had to book it back to Cedars to get a little <laughs> ultrasound on my leg <laughs> last night. And I was so embarrassed because especially like by the time I got back there, my knee, the swelling had gone down. So I really don't know what it was. Like it was really, but Mark, I'm not, I didn't make it up. Mark like also saw my, he's like, yeah, that is your knee is swollen. That's Whoa. weird. So yeah. we just decided to rather be safe you than You just sorry. had a surgery. You I just wanna... had had surgery. Plus I had just flown to and from New York less than a week ago. And the Up doctor, fence. the attending at Cedars who like came and 
ordered the ultrasound for my leg was like, look, probably if it had just been the surgery, like he's like, I, the fact that you flew less than a week ago, like 10 hours, basically in two days. And then you had the surgery. He's like, it could be a blood clot. We just have to make sure. So I had an ultrasound on my leg last night. My veins looked great. Good for you. <laughs> they got me. They really got me in and out though. Cause I was like, I really didn't want to do it. And they hooked it up. I am friends with a nurse that's very high up at Cedars. <laughs> Seriously. Is she the Linda Cardellini of Cedars of nurses? Yeah. And she basically like kind of called ahead and was like, oh, and nice. the ER wasn't very busy anyway. It was early. So how great of a feeling is that when you go to the ER and there's nobody there? That's kind of amazing. Very rare. I can like feel the blood clot in the back. You know that thing like where where your nose meets your throat? Yeah. I can feel a blood clot back there right now. Like I feel like it needs to like get sucked out. Yeah. Gross. Neti pot it. I'm going to neti pot after you leave. Um. So yeah, just neti potting. Everything looks normal. I expected bruising or something. Now he said no you bruising. You can't even tell you had surgery. I know. I keep saying it really loudly so people... <laughs> You just had recognize surgery. me as the as a surgery survivor. <laughs> <laughs> a surgery survivor. I mean, I think it's part of why, money. like, my kids. Birdie was just like last night, like not having it. Like, I was really kind of out of it just because I had taken the oxycodone and I'd been on, you know, I'd been under yesterday. So I was sort of out of it. And Birdie was just like, you seem fine. You're fine. You look fine. Like, what's what? <laughs> like, <laughs> did Birdie. you really have surgery yeah, or did you like, go on she, vacation? You no, know, just like she doesn't have any patience for like me, I guess is the point. So uh, when do you go back for a follow-up? Tuesday. Oh, my God. In a week. And he'll suck out the rest, whatever's up there. Suck it out. And I wonder when I get a CAT scan to see the final results. To see just the big black holes in your head? Maybe a month. Maybe it takes like a month. But I have to fly to New York June 3rd, so I'm out of here oh, for like fine. 10 days. What are you going to New York for? I have to finish Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, shit. I have to do... Um, I'm presenting at the CFDA Awards, which is the fashion... It's the Vogue Fashion Fund cool. thing. Um, but I'm like kind of excited to present there. Sure. It's a big fashion-y thing. Yeah. Um, and then I'm finishing Kimmy Schmidt, and then I'm doing like a job... Like a commercial job. How are Upfronts? Upfronts were fun. We should talk about your show. Yeah, it's crazy. We haven't talked about that since you. (laughs) Congratulations. Thanks. Well, Steve's known about it since like January. At least. Well, I knew like last year you you were were complaining and just saying, I just want to do a talk show. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess I can talk about this. So I guess what happened was. You know, how, I've been, yeah, how did I've, it come about? I've been disheartened with acting for me too, maybe sister. since the beginning of time, I guess. Maybe probably is the truth. Well, it's been but, about a year for me. But no, yeah. I, mean, I, I just have been doing this for 20 years. It never gets easier and it breaks my heart every time. And after like Sackett Sisters didn't get picked up last year, which I thought was like just. Was that, that the one with Casey? Yeah, it was me and Casey yeah. Wilson and Bradley Cooper and Bradley Cooper. Nope. <laughs> Maybe I'm still in drugs. Bradley Whitford. Oh, I love uh, him. And uh, and Tina Fey was producing it. And Luke Del Tredici from Brooklyn Nine-Nine wrote it. And it just felt like, and it was for NBC, it just felt like it was a TV show. And then it didn't go. And I was like, why am I? It's like banging your head against a wall, like always with, mm-hmm. with, this, with this job. And like, 
the truth is like, what's the best case scenario, you know, that I get on like the next modern family. It's that like Sisyphus pushing that rock up yes. the hill and then it comes back down and you, and just, you, just you spend your life pushing a rock up a hill. Yeah. And like, I, I know that, you know, I love acting and when I'm doing it, it's, there's nothing better and nothing more fun for mm-hmm. me, but the. But the process and the business and like what it all entails and how to make a living and like how it just all of it is so endlessly heartbreaking and exhausting and has been for so long. And like, you know, and I'm one of the lucky ones who like always works, you know, which is just insane to me that because I don't feel that way, certainly. Um but and I and I feel like it's hard to get like respect, you know what I mean? Like it's sure. hard to feel I don't know. It's just it's just it's it's weighed on me, you know. And then so I've been doing the, you know, Instagram stuff for the last few years and t- almost two years, I guess. And making money doing that through branding deals and things like that. Which is like the money that I'm able to make in like one post is so outrageous that you know, I try to keep it kind of clean. Like the stuff that I do is like stuff that I actually would sure. use or support. But at the same time, like it's so much easier and better and more fun for me to do that than to have to go. I mean, I, I would get, I get paid more for the branded post than I would f- to like go do an episode of like life in pieces or something like that. You know what I mean? It's so insane. <laughs> it's insane, but it's also, I don't know. Like, I think there's a jet, like a shift. In- but you have to do those shows in order to get enough followers to get branding uh, opportunities. Except that I've like built my Instagram over the last two years and I haven't been on a show. Right. I just built it based on Instagram stories and like my that. sheer fucking will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of like working out every day yeah. and like getting people to follow me or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've and, also hit a million followers since we last did. talked. That's crazy. That's bonkers. Where I am today, but the thing is, like, so in all of that, you know, in August there was that article. The New Yorker wrote an article about my Instagram stories, and we're starting to get like my agents were starting to get all these um like incoming calls for uh you know different outlets that wanted to talk to me about my my new like position as an influencer and all this Mm -hmm. stuff. And like, you know, that there are like truly people that follow me on Instagram that don't know I'm an actress. Like truly. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like a lot. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, and also deeply upsetting to me. Somebody wrote on it because <laughs> I have been an actor for 20 years and I've been in like so many seminal <laughs> yeah. things. Like somebody, some fucking dick wrote on my Twitter or something like, like busy called out some woman who was when basically she's only famous for, for being friends with famous people and da, 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 da. And I was like, bitch, please. Like I've been on 47 million television shows yeah, since yeah, I was yeah. 19. Yeah. Don't fucking come at me. Dumbass. Just because the last two years I've been like, just selling my soul on the internet doesn't mean <laughs> doesn't mean that's how I got here. It's been a long <laughs> fucking road. Um. Anyway, so in August, I went to my manager's birthday party, and it was at the Merv Griffin Estate in Palm Springs. Ooh. That New Yorker article had just come out, and I don't know. I was like hanging out, and I just turned to Mark, and I was like, "I think I know what I'm supposed to do. I think I'm supposed to." 
be like a, a woman in late night television. I'm supposed to do late night TV. So people have come to me. I've been offered the last few years. I've been offered some hosting gigs for like, you know, daytime shows and like cooking competition things. And do you want to get into the hosting well, you guest world? host on uh, And live. I guest hosted on live a bunch, um, which I always loved doing and was always mm-hmm. really fun. And so, and truly, <laughs> like seven years ago, Harvey Weinstein told me I should do a, oh, no. a, ta- a late night talk show. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. He didn't like come on my leg or anything, but um, he did. He did tell he he did. He did say that I was doing that movie with Sarah Jessica Parker. I can't remember how long ago that was. I don't think Cricket was born yet. So I think it was at least six or seven years ago. Um, the movie was, I don't know how she does it. And he was like, you should have a late night. I remember being on set and he's like, you should have a late night talk show. If that's something you want to do, like, I, I think you should do that. You should do that. And I was like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> no, Is this something you've wanted to do for a long time? No, I had never considered it. I mean, I just felt like I was an actor and that's what I like doing and that's what I wanted to do. And especially at that time, however many years ago that was, I just didn't sound appealing to me. I was like, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that looks like. And also, I don't think it was the right time for me, you know, and certainly didn't, I'm glad I didn't go into business with that guy. Yeah, no um, shit. No shit. Um, but cut to, you know, this last... August and I felt like I was at a real crossroads and just like, what is my quality of life? Like, what do I want to do? Do I want to go, you know, even it's like best case scenario. Well, you know, this is your best case scenario. I get on some TV show that like maybe makes it a season or maybe two and you're working like 14 hour days, like working your fucking ass off. You never see your family for like some moderately successful TV show that's pulling like a point three and you're like making some money, but it's just like to what end, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I'm killing myself for what do I sound too cynical? Maybe no. Cause that shit is now a TV show is just a placeholder till your next fucking TV show. Exactly. It's very rare that a TV show runs nine or 10 years now. I mean, it's almost, five years. Yeah. It's rare that it runs more than two. Yeah. More than one. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just complicated. I mean, it's just hard, you know, and it's not that there aren't great things out there and things worth doing, but it's also like, you know, when Meryl Streep is doing season two of Big Little Lies, it's like, what fucking chance have I got? You know? <laughs> I know. <laughs> like All the movie stars are taking the it's TV true shit now. Because they, they know that like, you know, it's. There's prestige there and like the whole, all the the industry in and of itself is just getting harder and harder to, to work in. Mm -hmm. I have so many actor friends that are having like the exact same sort of career crises that I have been having and people who are really super talented and who've worked for a long time. And, and I mean, I've worked longer than most of my friends. I've been doing this since I was 19. It's like almost 20 years. And, uh, so anyway, so yeah, in August at Merv Griffin's estate, kind of stoned, I was like, I'm supposed to be like a female, I'm supposed to take over late night TV, I'm supposed to be a woman in late night TV, that's what I'm supposed to do. Because I was always sort of like railed against this idea that like women get relegated to the daytime space and talk, you know what I mean? Not that that's not valuable, but like just for myself, I just felt like yeah, it is true when I mean, you look at the, you know five guys on late night TV, just like five white bros who they're all good in their own way, but it's just, 
I mean, a little bit of like a, come on, dudes, like we can do better than that. It's really rare. It's rare. There's, you could count it on one hand, women who've, I mean, I don't think Joan Rivers, she yeah. was a guest host. She was a guest host on The Tonight She should have gotten The Tonight Show. She should have. should have been her. She was great. It should have been Joan. But I think she had her own late night show on Fox. I oh, think. you they might be right. To her. You might be right. Um, but yeah, but like Chelsea and then, you know, Samantha Bee is amazing. Yeah. My show is obviously not going to be political. It's an entertainment show. It's more like a traditional late night talk show vibes. Good. Like, I did a, a pilot with Diablo Cody. I know, yeah. It was really fun and funny, but uh, it didn't go. What was that for? I want to say AMC or... I think it was AMC. It was either AMC or USA. Yeah. I remember when you did that. I mean, I think that... Yeah, I think that there's room for it. They're giving us... So anyway, so Tina Fey's company, Little Strangers... I'm going all over the place with this story. I hope this doesn't, right. I hope this bodes all right for my talk show. <laughs> <laughs> After a new episode of We're No Doctors, <laughs> he, he pulls Rescind's busy. offer. <laughs> um, and so anyway, so I called, so Little Strangers, like Tina Fey's company had reached out to me over the summer and they were like, everyone was devastated about Sackett Sisters. We still can't believe it didn't get picked up, but we, Tina and Robert Carlock, um, her partner wanted to see if there's anything we could develop for busy. Cool. And so I was talking to them a little bit about that, but like still having this crisis of like, I, what to what end, you know, what are we doing and at the, that point? You're thinking develop an acting. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's what they were thinking for sure. Like a comedy, you know, yeah. for me to star in. And then I had that epiphany at Merv Griffin's estate and I called <laughs> Eric Gurian, who's like Tina's, producing guy there and I was like Gurian this is gonna sound crazy I want to do a late night talk show I think you guys should produce it and he's like that is crazy and we don't do that but okay I'll take it to the guys and see what they say and so then and then I just had this bee in my bonnet and I was like this is what I'm gonna fucking do and um they got back to me they were like well we, we need to put a pin in it we're not really sure we're not really sure we just need to put a pin in it we don't we're not sure and I was like okay fine I'm gonna go to into ICM my agent's and I'm going to meet with the people that handle like, like talk show. It's a whole different side yeah, of the agency yeah. that I've never dealt with before. Yeah. So I went and had a big meeting with them and the guys were like, well, you know, this is a like, tough space to break into. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. We're doing it. Like, I, I was like, as far as I can see, you either get me Carson Daly's spot. That's like that late, late show yeah, on yeah. NBC or get me a show on E because I don't see where there is any other space. I want it. To, I don't want it to be streaming because I want it to be topical because I think that it should have been. E. It, you didn't want something that late. No, I know. And I watch I've been watching like a, a bunch of late night shows recently, like in preparation to try to check out what everybody's doing and yeah. see what the deal is. And like that show is very interesting. I don't even. It's really a lot understand. of pre-tape. Too. It's all pre-tapes. Yeah. It's interesting. I just watched one that the Sklar brothers were on, and I was like, mm-hmm. and it was just like this whole package that was just totally pre-taped. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. Um, not a bad show, turns out. No, no. He's a good host, too. Yeah. He went to LMU, too. Yeah. Loyola Marymount University, yeah. where Linda Cardellini and I went, and oh. Colin Hanks. I didn't know that. We all went there. I thought he was an Arizona guy, because I, I, I know he's buddies with Jimmy Kimmel. I don't know. That'd be really weird if Carson Daly was also from Arizona. You know, I'm from Arizona. I know that. No, he for sure went to LMU. And he was, um, I feel like he was like a Jesuit studies major. Wow. Yeah. 
He was a little bit ahead of my time, Carson Daly. Like, I feel like a couple years ahead of my time. Oh, you're right. I, I think he worked at a radio station that Jimmy Kimmel worked at in Arizona. In Arizona? Yeah. Or in Las Vegas? I think Arizona. Because Jimmy worked in Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy's, like, from Arizona and Vegas. Yeah. Um. Well, entirely possible, guys. We will maybe never know. Uh, <laughs> look it up. We could probably look it up. So, um, yeah, so I had that meeting with those guys, and they were like, well, we'll put some calls out, and we'll see. My agent's at ICM. And literally, like, three days later, Eric Gurian called me, and he's like, so I feel like Tina maybe just sold your show to the president of E! And I was Jesus like, what? Jesus Christ. And he's like, yeah, uh, you know, they were on the phone, and... You know, we have our deal at Universal and we're trying to, so they can only sell to, you know, they're like, obviously NBC is where they have their major deal, but they can only like sell to things under the Universal umbrella. They were just chatting with the new president of E, Adam Stotsky, and they're like, what are you looking for? And he's like, well, you know, we, we would like to get back into the late night space, possibly like a panel show or with a female host. And I guess Tina was like, well, I think we have the show for you. Busy Phillips wants to do a late night show. And then it was like so fast and so crazy. That's what's insane. Yeah. So that was like November that that happened. And then it was like the holidays, you know, everything like gets put on hold in the holidays. Yeah. So they set the meeting at E for the week after we were, everyone was back from New Year's, like January. And like that, yeah, we went in and chatted with them. We didn't really like pitch them a show. We just were like, the show is me and little strangers is producing it and it's a late night talk show and I'm the host go. <laughs> and they were like, okay, and did they give you a date. Well, we have to, I mean, we're going to have to work backwards from pre-production, but we have 13, they're going to give us 13 weeks on the air is the deal. And they would like to launch sometime in August because they want to get me on the air before the dudes are back. You yeah. Know? Oh, that makes sense. It does make sense. But at this point, I'm not entirely sure how possible that is because we're still finalizing the deal with my showrunner who's coming from New York. And that's been like a whole thing. And we just hired our physical production company. And so they have to get like the budgets together. We have to find, I mean, there's so much to do. Do you even, have you discussed format and? Yeah, we have like, we okay. definitely have some, some thoughts and stuff. I mean, my showrunner is going to be sort of like an integral part in building that part out and she we i mean she just technically can't obviously isn't working for us until her deal is closed sure but gurian and my manager julie darmody who's going to be a a producer on the show as well and tina and like we we've all had many discussions about format and what the show is going to look like it's going to be a half hour it's not going to be an hour it's going to be well we want once a week or is it we wanted it to be i mean truly I think the ultimate goal for everyone is that it's four nights a week. Um, but I think E is feeling a little gun shy about doing that right away. But doing a strip show might be more financially advantageous for our budget. Cause like, it's not like, I don't know. We're just trying to figure out what makes the most sense. And since we kind of like, obviously just sold it, like, <laughs> like we'll figure it out what it is. We'll figure out what it is. Let's just do it. Yeah. Um, we're going to have to figure that out in the next like month, basically. I would be happy cool. if we started with three nights a week. 
there's a possibility that he's just going to tell me to go fuck myself and I'm getting one night a week and that's it. And if that's the case, like, it's fine. I'll take it. Yeah. And the way that it's been explained to me by many different people, it's like all very interesting. I'm learning a lot. Obviously it's a totally different thing. Um, but financially it's more advantageous for them if they started at one night a week. And then if the show's a success, they move it to more nights a week. Sure. But it's not as advantageous for me. <laughs> so, right. And also like just to get my footing in that way, like I've obviously never done this. And I think that part of what is appealing about my Instagram stories and about who I am is that is the timeliness of my take on topics and to have to wait for an entire week to build. It just feels like you're limiting yeah. yourself. Yeah. As opposed to like Kanye West says some crazy shit and you're on air in like two hours. And yeah, if you do a show once a week, by the time you get yeah. to a topic, right. Everyone with a nightly talk yeah. show has already, has already done it. it. Yeah. So yeah. And you want to like establish your takes on things, but I also want to do a lot of remote segments too. Mm -hmm. And, um, not, not as much like pre-packaged segments, like what we were just talking about, mm -hmm. but more like fun things like, you know, riding in the car with Cricket and Birdie, <laughs> like, like, making, <laughs> like making John Hamm come yeah. with me and Cricket and Birdie on like some grocery run or something like that. I don't know, guys, that's not an idea. I'm just saying it. By the way, do you, do your earrings say fuck you? Yeah. <laughs> I've been looking because you've been facing this way yeah. mostly. So I've just been seeing Y-O-U in one ear and you just turned your head. And the other one says, fuck. It's cool. I got to be honest with you. Oh, Jen Meyer sent these to me. I'm obsessed with them. Um, I have to be honest with you. I like just told you this story before we started recording. But like I recently told someone to fuck off and it was like so deeply satisfying. Like I true, like I genuinely told someone like, you know what? Go fuck yourself and I meant it and like and I'm done like I'm just that was like like when you really hit the point with somebody where you're just like ready to blow it all up go fuck yourself is the best just go fuck yeah, yourself fuck is such a I I have often fantasized about being on that what's the James Lipton show yeah where he's like what's your, your favorite, favorite swear curse word, word? yeah I've always wanted to have something really good, but in the end, my favorite curse word is fuck. Me too. But I say it all the time. I do too. I love it. It makes me like, it just makes me happy. I didn't used to curse a lot. I was raised in a Christian house and oh. then I got sent to military school when I was oh, 16 right. and I just, everyone cursed constantly. Um, I, oh, my doctor just texted me to make sure I was doing okay. That's nice. Make him wait. Don't reply. That's my general <laughs> practitioner, my lady doctor, oh, my cool. who's like checking in. Um, I grew up in a household that swore a lot of swears. Nice. God damn it, Elizabeth. That's like my favorite. That's my mother. That's exactly what my mom said. God damn it, Elizabeth. What the fuck? I once had my mouth washed out with soap for saying piss. Come on. Yeah. Did you just see this thing that went viral today? This woman, uh, tried to get a cake for her graduating son at Publix and he graduated uh what is it summa cum laude, cum laude. yeah and they wouldn't write cum cum they wouldn't write c-u-m 
on it. And so it says Suma and then three dashes and then Laude. <laughs> and the woman is so fucking pissed. That's the and dumbest shit like I've the ever It's like the dumbest heard. shit I've ever heard. And then also she's like, like, what fucking idiots that they didn't even know that that's like a Latin word. Um, it's an honor know. to graduate. Well, apparently <laughs> like, not. That's so fucking funny. Um, so yeah. You're going to come be on my talk show. We're going to have to, we're going to do a no doc segment. We already, I've already talked about that with my peeps. We've had a lot of, uh, you have no idea the amount of emails I've been getting. Does this mean the show's over? Is the podcast over? Oh, really? Oh my God. The day you announced that my, (laughs) my emails were the no docs at Gmail were no docs at Gmail. Wait, I don't understand. Why would they think that the. That it would be over. Like, uh, she's going to be too busy to do, to do the podcast. Well, I'm too busy to do the podcast now. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, think they're even more worried now. Well, I get it, but like, we'll make time for it. But I also do think no doc segment will be a good segment for us to have. Be awesome, yeah. Um, on the show, I'm trying to find this. Too much so if you already had the show, you could have done a remote segment uh, from your uh, sinus surgery. I mean, given the thumbs up on the way out. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, let's, it's, it feels like, I mean, I can still, it still sounds very nasally, but I still have the stuff up there. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, when I first started neti potting, there would, I would do it and I would notice a huge difference. And like sometimes an hour or two later, I'd sit down to tie my shoes and water would drip out of my uh. nose. So I was like, oh my God, their water was really going way up there. That hasn't happened in a long time. I'm one, like, it doesn't feel as effective for me. Well, lately. if it's blocked, the water doesn't get, I mean, the neti pot doesn't get all up in there. I might have to go see your Dr. Sugarman. Ugh, I love Shugs. I mean, I really like all my doctors and I am really happy that I got over my fear of the surgery and I just did it because I was like definitely had a moment on Sunday night where I was like, am I sure I want to do this? I guess what's my biggest fear is just that I would die, I guess. Adam Goldberg sent me a whole list of all his doctor's names. Cause oh, really? I was, we, Adam and Liz Carey and I have an, a text chain of all medical shit. Really? And, um, <laughs> so he, like I was talking about doctors, and he just sent me a list of all his doctors, and Sugarman was on there. Sugarman's amazing. Yeah. But this Dr. Wu and Dr. Walgama are the sinus surgeons at Cedars. And um, I don't know. Walgama, I really liked him. Evan Walgama. That's amazing. It's You did it. Like I know. It's been a... A topic of conversation so many times on this podcast. I told podcast. you 2018 is going to be my year of just total health. I'm just getting it together. I also felt like if I am starting, <laughs> I am starting this talk show and like, you know, I'm really hopeful that it'll be a massive success and lead to many years of me working mm-hmm. very hard um, doing this show mm-hmm. and I don't want to be sick or feel like my brain hurt the way that it's you're my head hurt the way that it's been hurting over the last few years. And like last summer was unbearable. And I don't think I ever got better from that no. sinus infection. And in no, it doesn't feel July like July or August or whatever that was when I was in Boston. <laughs> that was brutal. 
And there's nothing worse than working when you're sick. No, it sucks. And with a talk show, it's not like you can be like, I don't think I'm going to go in today. No. That's not how it's going to work. <laughs> no, you got to get an <laughs> IV and work through it. That's right. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm ready for my talk show. What's That's next? So you got the weird. sinus surgery. What if this takes care of all your sinus problems? Then what the fuck? What do I do? What do you do? I guess I, I'm just healthy and happy. Is that? <laughs> well, that's a bummer for me. They told me they told me to not smoke pot, though. I'm not supposed to smoke pot anymore. Until you heal or ever? I kind of think maybe we shouldn't be smoking anything. I think we should just do edibles, although I enjoy smoking pot now. God, I don't like edibles. I love a good smoking, joint. Yeah, I like a joint, too. But I don't think it's great for us. I, I don't mean, think smoking anything Smoking is, your lungs yeah, is not natural. I think it's not great. I think it's much better to like just. Who was the first fucking person to just smoke and be like? I mean, it's this seems like a caveman. Like a, I think think it's been happening forever. But the first person, the first time they took a hit of a whatever rolled, yeah, handmade cigarette they did, they had to have coughed their ass off. But then they got a little lightheaded and a little buzzy, and they're like, "This is pretty chill." <laughs> How long have people been smoking for? Forever. Forever. Should we look it up? First known cigarettes, cavemen. First first people to smoke. Cavemen. I doubt it was. Did you watch the royal wedding? We have a lot to talk about. I didn't. You didn't? No. I was sleeping, obviously, and then when I woke up. But I did watch the Will Ferrell and Molly Shannon. uh, You did. I have that on, on TV. God damn. Anyone with HBO Go should go back and watch that. Um. Was it beautiful? Uh, you were working. How was, was that? How was oh camping? God. Camping was so much, fun. truly so much fun. Um, I had the best time. Camping is the new show. It's going to be on HBO with, um, it's Jenny Connor and Lena Dunham's new show. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. We found it. First people to smoke, a Frenchman named Jean Nicot. From whose name the word nicotine derives. Hello. No shit. That's amazing. He introduced tobacco to France in 1560 from Spain. From there, it spread to England. The first report of a smoking Englishman is a sailor in Bristol in 1556 seen, quote, emitting smoke from his nostrils. (laughs) He's a dragon. That man is a dragon. Let's stone him. dope. But he came back with tobacco. That means... On his travels, someone must, someone else must have been smoking. Cannabis was common in the Middle East before the arrival of tobacco and is known to have existed in at least 5,000 B.C. Yes, sir. Wow. Early before consumption Christ. of cannabis was a common social activity involving the type of water pipe called a hookah. hookah. Previously eaten for its medicinal properties, opium smoking became widespread during the 19th century from British trade with China. Opium. This spawned many infamous opium dens. I've never smoked opium. Oh my God. Don't. (laughs) Really? It's so good. Really? Why? What is this? I used to do it when I lived. Yeah, it is heroin. So it's just smoking heroin? Kind of. I don't understand. It's made from poppy seeds, just like heroin. Um, oh my God, listen. I, I did it in Oregon. It was amazing. More widespread cigarette usage as well increased life expectancy. Wait, as well as increased life expectancy during the 1920s made adverse health effects more noticeable. In 1929, Fritz Linked, 
of Dresden, Germany, published formal statistical evidence of lung cancer tobacco <laughs> link. That was in 1929. A dude was like, hey, guys, pretty sure <laughs> Maybe this is terrible for you. The smoke in our lungs, probably not good. By the way, I do want to add, don't smoke opium. It's highly addicting and um, it's a serious drug. But this is I like, was stupid to do it. You were stupid? Were you, were you young? I was in my 20s. There's a, a carving from the temple in Palenique, Mexico, depicting a Mayan priest using a smoking tube. It's existed, been practiced in one form or another since ancient times, guys. Ancient, ancient times. Wow, wow, wow. Hmm. Ancient Greece, people were smoking. Everyone was smoking. God, I but wish. people died young, so it didn't matter. That's true. People got eaten by saber-toothed tigers. They didn't, they didn't give a fuck. <laughs> we do not need to smoke anymore. I'm always shocked when I see people smoking now. Truly. Yeah. Everybody's doing that fucking vaping. Yeah. The jewels. Everybody is doing those stupid jewels. What's jewels? Jewels are those little tiny vapes. They're like these little... Like dosets? I don't know what a doset is. That's uh, a THC... It's a little tiny square. The jewels are like these little tiny square things. And like, I know all the teens are doing it. And I know all the like Brentwood moms are doing it. All the Brentwood moms. Yeah. There's a show for you. Or or maybe not. Um, Not a show I'd like to watch. No. Having experienced it. But I know that, but I've seen like, who was I just with the other night? As with some dudes the other night, and they were jeweling. I was like, guys, come jeweling. on. It sounds horrible. Well, it's just dumb. It's like, it is. You are still smoking. I guess it's not t- tobacco. What is it? It's I don't nicotine, understand. but it doesn't have all the tar. And uh, I feel like it's still going to kill you. I, have a, I do have a lot of friends. I feel like it's still going to kill you. Who've quit smoking because of vaping and also quit vaping. So they're. But don't you feel like it's still going to kill you? I don't know. I'm not doing it. Well, me neither. Like but that's what I'm saying. Me. Like, I don't think we should smoke pot anymore. I think we should just eat pot. I think your smoking- lungs are a temple. <laughs> you should be. I mean, yeah, you should. It doesn't make sense to smoke anything. I don't think it does. <clears throat> I have to finish my book now. I'm so annoyed. I thought you finished it. No. <laughs> Oh, my God. How far along are you? No, I mean, I'm done with the manuscript, and now I have to, like, edit it and try to make it make sense. Do you have an editor? I do. I do. And? How's that going? Um... It's it's just tough. (laughs) It's just all tough. So you finish a book, and... Does the editor take over making suggestions or have they been doing that since you started I handing in chapters? I wish she had been doing that since I started handing in chapters, but she didn't. And that's not how she works. So now it's just like all a big hunk that's in my lap and it feels really insurmountable because it's like 300 pages. I wrote a lot. Nice. I wrote a big, big, long Good. book. Cool. And I'm also like questioning just like just everything. Now I'm just at the point where I'm like, do I even want to put any of this into the world? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> I'm just like, maybe I just. Are there going to be pictures? Cut it at all. No. People can go to my Instagram if they want pictures. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I've given you plenty of Your Instagram pictures. is a book. Yeah. You got, you got plenty of pictures online yeah. if you need them to illustrate who I was as a child, my children, my family. Yeah. It's all out there. 
Yeah, so we'll see. I don't know. I have a lot of work to do, and I'm, like, pretty bummed on it right now. I have to be honest. Um, But that's just the way it goes. It's just like doing a rewrite. I just have to suck it up. Yeah, I got to do it. Uh, Well, I can't wait to read it. It's pretty intense. I I kind of go hard. I go hard at everyone, and including myself. I'm not easy on myself. But, you know, I never have been, so. Everyone else good? Everyone's healthy in your family? And <laughs> Did you see Cricket's preschool picture I just posted on Instagram? No. Please, will you look at it? You're no. going to die. It's her preschool yearbook picture. Oh, They no. don't tell oh, us anything. Wait. They just like you on yearbook Here it day, is. you just send them to school. Come on, load. <laughs> Hold on, I have it right here. I have the actual thing right here. Oh, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's rad. Why does she have a wind machine on her hair, Steve? Why? Why is this? It's She's like, got a Janis Joplin vibe going. Looks. People kept saying Stevie Nicks, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stevie. It's like Stevie, Janis Joplin. This is their yearbook? This is their yearbook. So fancy. Busy. Yeah. Holy I know, shit. I know, I know. It's so cute. These kids. Busy is going through a book right now that looks like a coffee table photography book. Of children. Yeah. Uh-oh. Who's here? Is someone here? There it is. Look at this. This little fatty. How cute. Oh With her, like, God. I mean, just all of it. These are, this is an amazing idea for a yearbook. And these photos are like, got 11 by 14 or something. They're huge. I know. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> this girl's wearing ballet slippers and standing on a skateboard. This kid's at a typewriter. But they're giving them like all. I don't know if they got to p- pick their own props. Like I'm unclear about that. <laughs> oh my god, this is fascinating. I know. Like usually a yearbook, it's like a whole grid of like thirty photos on one page. This is full page photos. Um, oh, full man. page photos, yeah. These kids are cute. Holy shit. You know. I'm only posting my child, though. I don't post other people's kids. Unless I ask their permission. Did Birdie go to the same school? She did. Did they do photos like this? Or is this a new thing? No, they did crazy photos. I actually think their photos might have even been better. <sighs> she does have a wind machine on her. That's I mean, funny. a wind machine, Steve. Why does this kid have a hypodermic needle on his it's, arm? No, I'm just kidding. Stop <laughs> it. Well, crickies. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's off to kindergarten next year. She's not a baby anymore. Nope. They grow up so fast. I know. You know. Um, right. Well, do we have anything else we need? Uh, I feel like we really covered it all. Do we have to do this podcast anymore? I think we've covered our entire life. That's what I mean. I mean, I feel like it's like done. <laughs> We're like talked about... I'm sure in a week we will have more. To, we should probably next week do Wednesday or something after you yeah, have your yeah. follow up. Yeah. Um, but I'm like shocked at how good I feel and how little pain I've I am been too. In. I haven't even. I took a Motrin today. My throat hurt. I said from the intubation. Yeah. But my nose isn't is hurting. Is that normal? The intubation. Yeah, or, they said always with the surgery like this. 
Because you're, you're oh, yeah, under, your they, sinuses and, are, and they're going into your nose. Your and sinuses just, are occupied. They want to make sure that you have a clear passage, clear air. Yeah, they just put you on a breathing tube. Fucking weird. That's creepy. Does it go all the way into your lungs? I don't or know. Just... No, I don't think so. I don't know. And is it a machine that's pumping I air in? So, or yeah. is someone doing it by hand? No, I think it's a machine. But you had to do that on ER, like the hand intubation. For sure, when we would intubate on ER. <laughs> Until you could hook them up to the machine. But like, yeah, because if you're doing like an emergency trauma thing, you're pumping by hand. Ugh. But they also like told me they taped my eye- eyelids shut. Ew. Yeah. Oh, and they taped the intubation thing onto my face. Photo of that. I should have asked them to take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> How many, like, how many people do you think, like, get asked to take, like, surgery selfies? I wonder... I bet it's become a thing. Hashtag surgery selfie. Well, you know, I, you know, the first time I tried taking a photo of myself getting dental work, I tried to do it sneakily, and my doc, my dentist was like, everyone, you can just take a photo, everyone does it. I was like, all right. So now I just do it Self-care is very important, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, all right. good to have you back. I'm glad that was seemed to be a success. Oh, and here comes the little cricks now. Oh, here she shit. comes. Oh no, it's just Nana. She's on the phone. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, um, everybody, thank you for listening. Take everything we say with a grain of salt. Because we're, we're no, no doctors. doctors. Bye. Bye. It's a good show. <laughs> <laughs>